five, four, three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Today we have Leisha. Hi, I'm Leisha. <laughs> Yay. Background about Leisha is that she is a uh, kind and sweet person and uh, she lives in New York City. Um, she likes Spindrift. She works as a product manager at a big tech company. Um, and she's Canadian. Oh, also we're dating. So. Thanks, John. Yeah. So what's up, Hugh? You want to say any, any questions or I don't know, Alicia, you want to say something? Um, no, I am honored to be here today to talk to you guys. Um, not going to lie, when John was going to introduce me, for some reason, I thought the first thing he was going to say was, Leisha is a product manager, because I don't know, I just identify as that first over other things, maybe. Um, so I was kind of surprised that he was like, Leisha is a kind person. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but that was just my reflection. How are you doing today, Hugh? I'm even better now. This is fantastic. This is the first, like, Leisha, this is the first time we're really hanging out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. context for those who are watching, I've met you before, but just bef- like in between podcast shows and um, fun fact, some of the guests that have been on the podcast have been some of my friends. Um, I just, you know, have been a little shy in coming on the internet, but I'm excited to like spend this hour or so talking to you. I don't think we've talked ever for that long before. Um, but also a side note, because before I forget, I want to say in in front of everyone who is listening or, you know, five people. <laughs> on that, yeah. You is officially, should I say, should you say it? Oh, oh wow. Sorry. We're really announcing this. <laughs> <laughs> Please go for it, Officially design director. Congrats on the promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. But, you are so talented, so humble, <laughs> such an inspiration to us all. Also, the youngest design director in the history of the company. Wow. I mean, what? first design director in the history of the company. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I so many designers to direct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So many. No. Um, wow. Well, I appreciate that. That was that was very kind of you to to express uh, wh- whether or not it was a mistake for them to bring me on as the director of product design. I don't know, but we'll find out if I have no hair or white hair in the next month or two or three or five. I, I should. I, I'm not doing well. So you'll know. Okay. If, <laughs> I hope if not. I, I don't want to have white hair. Let's yeah. Let's let's keep the hair black. More edgy, you know. Like I feel like really creative, cool people have like white hair so you know that that would actually be kind of cool you know uh like like a cool anime character you're like young but white hair all right silver it's called silver the time that i peaked was when i had gray hair Uh, i dyed it gray so it was like all gray i peaked because i was the edgiest at that time and now i have all black hair so clearly i am less creative I love this. Well, let's turn this around from me to you because you are the guest and star of the show today so Leisha. Tell us one fun fact about yourself that there's no regrets. What is it? Hmm. Oh, man, I feel like I should have before this. Um, I fun fact is 
that. Oh, I'm not very fun. Um, what are your hobbies? Dollars. Interests. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so nervous. I'm on the spot. Um, I don't know. I feel like one fun thing is that I am Canadian. Another interest that I have. Really? I had no idea. Okay, cool. That is so I amazing. go to fun <laughs> What? I had no idea. Um, wait, what? No, I didn't. I genuinely, I, like, we've never. <laughs> but yeah, I am Canadian. Um, dual citizen, but born and raised in Vancouver, um, and then came to college, came to the U.S. for college. Um, so, I mean, Canada is very similar to the U.S., but there are differences too. <laughs> nice, I love that. Very, very cool. And Nisha's you've regretted also, it ever since. No, I'm just kidding. Nisha is also American. She happened to be born in the U.S. Mm-hmm. just out of chance. Yeah. I was born in a very small town in Texas because my dad was doing his MBA there. He immigrated. Amazing. So you can become president, the first female president. <laughs> I don't know if John told you this, but um, yeah, that was actually, you know how like when kids are young and they're like, you know, I want to be a doctor, a firefighter, a soccer player. My dream was to be the first female president of the United States as a young Asian girl in Canada. <laughs> I was like, yes, absolutely. That's my dream. And I remember telling everyone about it um, and people were so supportive. And then I moved schools. So I, like, I grew up in like this kind of hoodie area of Canada. Then I moved schools into this like more privileged area of Canada. So there's a lot more like, you know, really smart people, Asians, all that stuff. And they literally laughed at me the first day. They're like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, the first female president of the United States. And it's like me, like 10 now. They laughed in my face and I then never said anything about it ever again. <laughs> Until you came on the podcast. Exactly. And, you and proclaimed it to the world. Now who knows? Um, but yeah, not a dream anymore, but was a dream for young Leisha. So what's the dream now? Um, oh, lots of things. I feel like above all, like I want to be able to to like have a really great community around me, like family, friends, um, and like be regarded as like a kind, supportive like person. Um from the work side, like, so I'm a product manager. I really like doing it, doing the work. Um, I think I am also interested in other like industries, like mental health, like um, like physical health and all that good stuff too. Um, that, I don't know, I'm curious to get into, haven't really delved into that. Um, I studied psychology in undergrad, um, as did a ton of people in the US, but um, it, definitely like like inspired me to continue to want to like help others and learn about it more. Lisha is very emotionally intelligent. And so she'll she'll never she'll never say this, but around the time that it's her birthday, she'll just have like letters and gifts coming in. And uh I mean she she's like she's like close with she's like close with her friends and she's very she's very good to them. And yeah, you can, you can tell from these like little things where, where, uh, I don't know if you, did, did you have like 20 friends on your list? Like 20 yes. New York city friends? <laughs> I, I was no, like, no, I was no. like number five on that list. It's like, wow. Okay. I'll <laughs> respond to that. I'll get some context. Uh, first in response to that, I think that's a saying of the friends I have 
they are awesome because they give me like they send these things um versus other things so i can't take credit for that um the second piece is so backing up context i moved to new york back in august from seattle um and when i moved to new york i was like okay new york has a lot of people lots of like my college friends old friends work friends i just want to like make sure that i know who's here so i can i know who to hang out with you know like life gets crazy sometimes you just like forget who's around you so i made a list of people that i like you know like like my friends who are in new york right so i would be like oh yeah don't forget to catch up with so and so or like this person that you you missed they now live in new york so i wrote down a list of people and john i maybe it was number five i don't know i don't have the list in front of me but it was mostly because i created the list thinking oh don't forget about you know so and so shout out jody you were number one on the list that you want to forget about you but it was mostly like i just like they don't want to forget about these friends and then i was like yeah let me just put john in there just in case drama <laughs> so that's why to be fair my roommates were on there maybe they were like i don't know before or after john but i just like go on to remember i just want to be like oh, this is my community, you know, like when I, when I come into the city, this is my community. So I can like, look and be like, hmm, good, good, good amount. Or like, actually, I need to make more friends. It, it helps me just remember things. That's amazing, I actually. I was honored to be on the list, so. <laughs> you did a good job, John. You, you <laughs> made the cut. <laughs> I mean, my brother was on the list too, you know? So like lots of important people to me made it to the list because that was my list of important people. <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> I am, that's uh, that's actually awesome I, I think so having moved from Seattle to New York City what was one of the major reasons or causes and are you happy with that decision and I know you too might be thinking of possibly moving away from New York and how's that experience been altogether and what are the hopes and aspirations oh um yeah good question so I think like one of the main reasons I moved from Seattle to New York was were a few things. Like number one, um, I lived in Seattle for about three years. I was in Houston before that, so I moved from Houston to Seattle. Um, and I was like, you know, like looking for a change. Um, and this was like prime COVID. So I was like, had been in my apartment for like God knows how long. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, maybe sorry. I don't want to be here for a little while longer. Maybe I won't be in New York just a year or two, who knows, but I just wanted to change. Second piece was one of my roommates, shout out Jessica, um, her and I- Jessica! Like, yeah, she's been shouted out a few times on the podcast already. So, you already know, she was a, she uh, owned the lamp that John has in this room. Oh, um, well, Jessica, I don't even know who you are, but you have good taste. Well exactly. done. Exactly, <laughs> good taste is friends. Um, but yeah, so one of the other pieces was Jessica and I, you know, we're really good friends. We've talked about being roommates for so long, but like we never were able to make it happen, mostly because I would say her boyfriend was, you know, like cock blocking our roommate life because she would just like live with him, obviously. But the reason why I say this is because her boyfriend is currently in MBA school. So it gives me an opportunity to swoop in and be, be that roommate for her. Um, and then number three is my brother got a, um, he started a master's program here in Columbia in the city. So he's only gonna be here for a year. And I was like, you know, haven't been, you know, living with him since we were children. So it could be a great opportunity. Um, the fourth is, uh, I guess John, he lives in the city. I guess. <laughs> Number five. Hey, John, John, you went up one. You're at four now. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I say this because this is not in any order. Okay, these are just come to oh, mind. Oh, nice. You're very political. You really could become the president of the United States. Like, I can see this <laughs> the in you. First, the first president. It's not enough to first be president. First female. Okay, I don't want to be the first. Okay, we don't need to be George Washington here. Um, but anyways, um, you know, John, he loves you. Like, I like him. We dating. Uh, that worked out. Um, and I mean, fifth, it's like, I had never lived in New York. Had only, like, been a, a tourist. Um, and like really like the vibe of the city and I was like you know I want to live in New York before I'm 30 I'm so I was like this is the time to do it um kind of goes to the first point but just like it was like a burning desire to be in the city um and oh the last piece was I just come off like a rotational program at my company um so I was going to be looking for teams to join um so it was a very easy transition to be like oh yeah I'll just look at New York teams or I'll look at remote teams so like my life didn't have to be like um I guess like up love like disheveled so much um it was just like a cool like my lease was ending my job is like this type this role is ending like everything just like just aligned and I was like yeah like if I can make this happen, let's do it. Um, made it happen. Here I am. This is my room. Um, this is my plant. Um, but yeah, but in general, I'm like, I'm of the opinion that, I don't know, like moving to me isn't a huge decision because it's just like cities are really exciting. And um, I don't feel like you have to stay in a city for X number of years or, you know, whatnot. Um, when I moved from Houston to Seattle because I so I went to school in Houston College there then I lived there for a few years after college um and I moved to Seattle kind of on whim as well um my my dad got sick um and so my parents live in Vancouver and I was like yeah like okay I'm moving to Seattle so I put in a transfer at the job I had at the time the transfer was accepted on Friday and I moved that Monday so um it was really easy wow. Um, and yeah, no regrets. I like, had never lived in Seattle before that. Um, but it was like a no brainer decision. I also like, wasn't a huge fan of Houston. So it like definitely helped the push and pull. Um, but yeah, so love Seattle. I think we're thinking about post New York life as well. Um, and lots of thoughts there too. Arizona. Yeah. I hope you travel somewhere. That would be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm warm. I don't know. Maybe Arizona. <laughs> yeah, a snowbird. Snowbird. All right. Oh, You're both oh. in tech. All right. Just, just <laughs> get some property. That's easy, right? You can just get property. That's how it works. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, awesome. I, all right. I've asked the last few questions. We can go any which way. John, you get asked a question. Oh, um uh let's see i uh let's see i spent a lot of time with lisha i feel like i talked to her what <laughs> questions do i have for the person i spent i know it. Time with? <laughs> what is what is the conversation what is the direction of the next topic oh um so a few things that we could talk about and lisha feel free to say what you're particularly interested in mm -hmm. um so we can talk about your career path into product, um, which I think some people might find useful. You can talk about being a sort of immigrant to the United States and uh, kind of like what you missed about Vancouver and what's weird about Americans. Uh, and then third, we could talk about our uh, like upcoming travels, upcoming like 
whatever we have planned. Yeah, um, I like all those. I will say, Meadow Note, that I'm sure you guys get this a lot on the podcast. I'm not used to talking about myself like so much. Like there's literally no back and forth. It's just, Lisha, you talk about everything that you can say. Um, so um, just Meadow Note. But yeah, we can go in that order because I feel like, um, I mean, assuming we have time, we can just go through those. Um, because I feel like the number one thing around like how I got into product management I get this question a lot um, in terms of like, you know, just folks asking me LinkedIn or whatnot. Um, so I'm happy to like answer it for the internet so I can direct people to this answer. Um, and then more folks win-win can view your podcast. I can also, you know, just like scale it a bit more. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think very interesting topic to start. Um, I love that. Yeah, I think it was funny. I was at, I was went out with some friends the other day so I was celebrating a friend's birthday and we were at a bar and I was talk. I randomly started talking with this random couple and ended up the lady was trying to get into design or product or the tech industry. And I was like, yeah, I have a, I have a podcast that I do with a, a really good friend of mine. And this is something we're really interested in is, and this is something that we talked on the, with Sam, this podcast was a Sam of shine on episode two or part two was what is a quality progression track into the industry if you're tangenting fully or if you've never had experience? I just got off the phone with a friend's friend the other day, um, CJ's friend actually, and CJ will have CJ on at 52, is um, about how a new UX UI designer is and going through a bootcamp can get into it, right? So that would be amazing. Again, to anyone listening, this is uh, a podcast where we talk about craft, community, building meaningful careers. And I think a story from Leisha would be incredible here to learn about your path into what is, uh, I'm sure, was not easy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that intro. Um, cool. So I can kick it off and then we can talk more. Um, so I will first start with like my approach or principles for like finding a career, because I don't think it's the same for everyone. Um, and so I say like, to start off, I kind of like fell into this job um, where like I didn't know what a product manager was. Um, I studied psychology and business in college. So I don't have a technical background. Um, and then after college, I went off to do management consulting. Um, I worked there for a few years. It's like a variety of things like MA, um, op model, all that stuff. Um, and really exciting stuff. But basically what I'm trying to say is I became a generalist and I had no product experience. I had no <laughs> idea what a product manager even was. Um, and the way I came to it, which I think is probably very different from most people who join product or tech is that like a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn um, and she was like hey like we'll try and look for product managers for this um, there's this program it's called rotational product management program um, it's basically for people who are who have little to no product experience um, but who want to be PMs um, and she reached out to me to go to that info session I was like yeah I'm looking to leave the I'm looking for like exit opportunities info session wouldn't hold free pizza why not you know it feels like the college days um and the office was like really close to where I lived at the time so I just walked over with the info session and I remember just like coming out from that info session and being like what is this job this is this sounds awesome you know like you get to lead strategy vision all that stuff and like 
it sounded it sounded to me like my dream job like after that info session I distinctly remember like going straight into like the dark holes of the interwebs and I'm like you know googling everything about product management yeah like, like what is product like, management yeah, right like, like literally learning about like every single person and their opinions on what a product manager does and then I bought like all the books I bought like every single book you can imagine on product management I literally just like bought like 10 um interview books prep books all that stuff I was like I need to learn as much as I can um and then I applied to the 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 rotational product management program um not like a true ashes to riches story because i went through the program um i remember going like really hardcore interview studying um but as hardcore as i could like i didn't know anyone who worked in tech i didn't know any product managers i didn't know anyone who was even adjacent to product management like i didn't know any engineers i didn't know any designers or new consultants and investment bankers because that's that was my circle um so i just like prepped by myself i got you know, went through the rounds of interviews, went to the final round. And then sadly, I actually didn't get the job. So I didn't get the job. And I was like, real bummed because I, I thought, you know, this was a dream job um, that, you know, I want to do. And I didn't know how to break into tech. I was like, I literally considered every single possible outcome. I was like, maybe I should go to law school, be a product counsel. Maybe I should go to like UX bootcamp. Maybe I should be an engineer. You know, like I considered everything because I was like, I don't know how to get into tech. And as a consultant like every other consultant out there wants to get into tech um so that was that story that was like i don't know like 2019 or so um then comes you know later um i was like so i didn't get the job and i knew i didn't want to do consulting any longer but i didn't know what to do um so I basically decided I was going to use another year to, you know, really do some reflections and introspection there and just understand like, what do I like to do? What are skills that I have strengths in? Um, and how can I like, you know, if I want to still be a PM, um, like take that leap. So I spent the next year, you know, still at the management consulting firm I was at. I did a lot of like project management um, and I did a lot of just like self-reflection as to like, you know, writing, reading, talking to other people. Um, and then a year later, the rotational program, RPM program, um, you know, opens up the applications again. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm going to apply again. I think like I still want to be a product manager. I want to go through the process again. Um, so I I did it um, and made it through the final round. And I remember like right after the final round, I called my brother and I was like, I don't know. That was tough. And in that moment, we brainstormed other jobs I could do. You know, we literally brainstormed, you know, maybe I should go back to, law, back to school, maybe I should get a master's, maybe I should do XYZ. And all those sound like viable decisions. So I was like, you know, like, let's consider that. Because for me, like, I don't know. I just like, I think I've always been kind of like a generalist and have a lot of like interests and passions. So it's been tough. Um, but needless to say, I got the offers. So I took that job. Yeah. Um, you um and i've been a pm um at the company i work for for a little over two years now um not gonna lie like it's been a bumpy journey you know like lots of like imposter syndrome self-doubt um also like highs and lows right um and i think like i really like the job now um i i think i'm good at it to some extent you know um and um yeah so it's something that i i'm glad i like you know really fell into um i think others that i've talked to are more intentional about these um like steps and as they should be i don't i don't recommend the way i did it to anyone i was like yeah this is interesting let's do it and i made it um but i think for others like advice i would give are like number one like really figure out like 
what a product manager does and if that's the right role you want you know like the job yeah sure it's like a really like sexy job but it's not all good and good right there's like a lot of like responsibilities and stress and pressure that comes with it and not everyone wants to do that day to day um number two is like if you are trying to prep for these interviews like not gonna lie like as with any job interview it takes a lot of prep like i i think i i thought i interviewed i thought i prepped a lot but I did like, I don't know, like 10 or so mock interviews by myself because I didn't know anyone. So I just didn't I talk to myself. Um, but I have friends who also got into the program that I did who did like 50, 80 plus mock interviews, right? And like that seems to be more common for people who get the job. Like they do that many versus I mean, I did. I think like I... I just didn't know, right? So I don't recommend that path. Like it took me two years to get there. Um, the third is like, if you're having hard times get, like breaking into that industry, like tech industry or PM industry, I'd recommend a few things, right? Like number one, there's a lot of variety of like APM, RPM type of programs out there for those who don't have product experience. So like apply to as many as you can. Um, number two, like I would recommend, you know, like trying to be a product manager in whatever that means to you. So you can like, get that experience. So I know folks who like, you know, start their own startup or product or like even small team to try to understand, oh, what is that? I think that was, that was my cat. Oh. She's like, what am I? Um, so sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, I was like, behold. Um, but anyways, so I'd recommend like, you know, like trying out the role in like a smaller capacity, right? Like if you have the capacity to do that at your current job, like let's say you work at a for like a adjacent to PM type role, like your engineer, designer, or whatnot, maybe try to like shadow your PM for as, as long as you can. Try to take on some more of those responsibilities. See if you even like it. Um, if you're not in that kind of role, see if you can do that either in in your current scope of work or outside. Um, because I think like not only does it help like your resume and be like, yeah, hey, I can like actually succeed in this role, but it also helps you understand like, do I like this role and this is is this a career path I want to go down? Um. And I think the third is um, just like learning as much as you can about BNPM. Um, I think the way a lot of people do it is like reaching out to folks on LinkedIn and like talking to friends, um, which is viable, but it's also time consuming. So I would also recommend like reading books, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos. There's a lot of like materials on the internet or just like in general out there that folks can like educate themselves on to understand what it is. Um, and I think being a product manager across all companies is like very different. So you should figure out like what kind of product manager you want to be, be it like you want to be a zero to one, consumer, hardware, platform, something else. You know, there's so many different things. Um, and yeah, so I'll stop at that. I can rant forever on this, but um, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say you're incredible. <laughs> thank um, you. I have a Not few questions. You. <laughs> thank you thank you i have a few questions so uh first that was amazing i'm just curious and for those that are maybe not as deep in the tech industry and with the lingos what would you say in a you know a quick synopsis is what is a product manager and i have a few uh, more after that yeah yeah sure sorry with that um oh, i guess three of us are in tech so we know what product managers are um but basically the way i would say are like product managers are like the owners of a product, right? A product could be anything like um, like Spindrift or it could be something like, I don't know, the Apple keyboard or like Facebook Messenger, for example. Um, and 
then as a product manager, you're responsible for, I would say, two things of the product. Number one is a strategy. Number two is execution. So what I mean by that strategy is like short-term, long-term, like why does this product exist? Why should we continue to invest in it? And then what does success look like for this product? And like, how, what should success look like one, two, five, ten years in the future, right? So like, you're basically trying to influence everyone who works on the product or adjacent to product that like your product should continue to grow and should continue to invest in it and people should be excited about it. Um, so that's like the first thing. The second piece is around execution. So it's just basically making sure that shit gets done, right? It's like half project manager, half like, um, like cheerleader, half just like unblocker, you know, like anything, you just do whatever it takes to get stuff done. Um, that said, like I've been capacities where like, we don't have designers or we don't have like content people. So I step in, I do that stuff too. Like I just figure it out. I will say I'm horrible at it, but I can get it done when you need to, right? Um, so I feel like that's kind of what a product manager does. Um, they like, will make sure whatever needs to get done, gets done to bring the product forward, right? To like get to that strategy and vision. Um, those are like the two official, I think like terms of what a product manager does. More unofficially, I would say like a product manager is kind of like, the leader and the, the coach of the product. So like you're responsible for like the team health, you're responsible for recruiting, you're responsible for like, you know, everything that helps the product be successful. So that includes everything, right? Um, and what I learned when I first onboarded onto my role and for better or for worse, is like when the product and the team, is, when the product is successful, the team is successful. Like it's because of the team, you know, like everyone did it, good job, all of us, right? All functions. When the product, it's unsuccessful. If there's a failure, it's the product manager's fault. The product manager takes sole responsibility. So like in that sense, there's a lot of responsibility that product managers get for better or for worse, right? Like you are in charge of making the decisions, having those tough trade-offs and like help like influencing the teams, your partners, the leadership to understand. You're also responsible for like taking the fall for if the decisions end up poor and you, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what I would say the product manager does. Amazing. It makes a lot of sense. So basically, like, for, for example, in the tech industry, if a company is trying to make a technological product on mobile or web for what is product in that digital realm, say a mobile application that you have a login flow and you have a few things to add XYZ and talk with somebody, right? A basic app. A product manager, you're saying, is someone who brings together you know, a team of designers, developers, and whatever else, quality assurance and QA and stakeholders and top management. And you kind of synthesize everything and you bring it all together and you take the fall for everyone. You kind of, I always heard, is it true? The, the shit umbrella, you literally just block everyone else and you make it feel like an utopic vision for everyone else, but you're the one holding it and taking the fall if anything goes bad, but give the credit to everyone else if it, yeah. it goes well. I've never heard that. Um, that's largely true. Um, and yeah, I agree with that. And I think like another way to say it is like the product manager is also kind of like the like middle person between all the functions, um, between like, you know, customer sales, design, engineering, um, to be able to translate like what are we building for who and why. Um, they're the ones with like that vision. I love that. And so as you we're talking about the beginning of your story and, and and entry and how you made it into the industry for your first hurrah and then you've grown from there. You mentioned it took you around two years to get in the first store, right? Mm -hmm. And when you did that, 
are you saying, just correct me if I'm wrong, you were fully self-taught, self-studied, and you basically were working another job, I suppose, for those year or twos, and then somehow read enough, had enough interview self-prep experience that you self-bootcamped yourself into an interview process without any experience and managed to crush the interview so well that you became a, a finalist and then selected to become a product manager. Oh man. I mean, the way you say that, I feel like gives me way too much credit. Um, <laughs> essentially that is what happened. Um, but honestly, like, I think anyone can do that if they, you know, just like study enough, like practice it. A lot of it is like, I think there's like two things, right? There's like the opportunity and being prepared when the opportunity comes. Not everyone gets opportunity. You have to like look for it as well. And not everyone knows how to prepare and practice. So like, I would say, um, yeah, so like kind of that. Um, but also, yeah, I think like what's tough is if you don't know anyone who is in the industry, like I did, like I, like now looking back, I'm like, I should have reached out to people on LinkedIn. I should have like talked to people, but I just like didn't know anyone. I like, barely knew what a product manager was. I was like, it sounds very similar to a product marketing manager. Maybe it's the same, you know, wasn't the same. Um, and so, yeah, so highly recommend people get more knowledge. Like I didn't even know what an API is, was until I read about it. An Asian um, Pacific Islander? Uh, what does API stand for? <laughs> he knows what it is. No, I actually don't, to be honest. I really don't know what's an API or APM. I, I heard terms and I didn't actually know. API stands for application protocol. Oh, 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 got it. The like, we're talking about not a job yes, title. We're talking about like about the, the APIs. Oh, sorry. What was define it for others? I do actually know that. Sorry. <laughs> I think it was a job title. Yeah, you can define it. I, I can define it. So, so an API, and so when you, when you think about what, uh, a computer is doing. Um, it is sending instructions to another part of the computer. Uh, and it eventually gets translated into like ones and zeros. And so the thing that translates the ones and zeros is like gets translated into some sort of like low-level programming language, which gets translated into a higher level programming language, which get it it just kind of like, and that's how it goes from like the machine layer to the software layer. And eventually. At the software layer, you reach like, uh, like, like, there's some sort of application that understands a way of of like taking instructions and then like a like a very basic like request where you where you ask for something and you get something back, um, and the API is just the. It's like. It's like the instructions on how to interact with that computer or application. And so like everything is an API. Like this, this like keyboard is an API because that's that's you know, it it's it has instructions, like there's a pattern and you you like expect some sort of like something back. Um and so so yeah, it's 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 a way of it's a way of like getting humans to interact with computers and software and applications. That is such a technical answer. I, I didn't know all that. Um, I will say, so this is a how PMs translate. I didn't know that. What I knew was, or my definition, John, correct me if I'm wrong, is APIs are kind of like a platform that you can use for other types of products. So like, for example, 
on Uber, like there's a map that shows like where your driver and your car is, right? That map is a Google Maps API. Uber didn't build the map. They just took an API from Google Maps to go on, go on the interface. Um, so what John said, but how I see it. <laughs> what Lisa said. You know, this is actually so entertaining. This is amazing. So John is an amazing engineer and dev. And as we can tell, he knows so much. I don't know much about machine layers, learning layers, or mach the machine layer. You and I, you and I worked on one project together where we made a, <laughs> where we made a website. <laughs> yeah, or like an assembly, but yeah, that was, yeah. And so the, the entertaining thing is that we have a PM, a dev, and a designer in the room right now. So we technically create an agile pod. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, all right. And, and so, you know, why not? For the, I'll be the third attempt to define it from a design point of view, or at least my point of view of what an API is. Uh, API, an application programmable interface, whatever that means. The way I once was explained to me that I thought helped was you think about like a computer or a wall of sockets and there's other plugs and you plug in this plug into that socket. And that's basically how requests are an API works. It's in, there's like something here and you're plugging into it and you're being able to then communicate with information and uh, go from going from there. We're all right. <laughs> this is it. It's so interesting how we can have different like point of views on what we think an API is. Or like, I mean, I'm sure we know other parts of API, but what we want to share as like the definition of an API for like right. people who don't know what it is. Um, and this is why it's so hard to get into tech because everything is so convoluted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, I forgot where we were going with this conversation. Well, something that was of really, really awesome interest was the fact that you were self-taught and you got into the industry and managed to become a product manager and have grown from there. Something that I wanted to ask after that was from your perspective as, as someone, we were talking about this again in the Sam podcast, is at least from my perspective, and it sounds like you did this, is knowing what the like checkboxes of things you need to know to have the minimal viable product of you being like eligible to being a viable candidate. And so that was probably a junior product manager role. And, and something that I wanted to ask really quickly was for in your understanding of the progression track, what are the different levels and, you know, we're not going to probably say L1, L2, L4, L5, but what are the different levels of progression that people should know in a generalized model of what a PM's growth track is? Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question. So I think that's like um, like two major tracks for PM. The first is like you grow within the company, right? So you start out like junior PM, then you become PM, then senior PM, then like, I don't know, super senior PM, but that's probably called like group or principal PM. Or I was like, like, is that the title? <laughs> super senior PM? <laughs> right? um, but it's probably like some director, group, principal PM. Um, then from there, you can be like VP of product. Um, then from there, you'd be like chief product officer, right? Um, so that's like, if you want to move up into, into um, like in the company you're in, it's largely a company that has all those roles, or you could be like a product manager or senior product manager, like forever. Like you don't have to become a director for most companies. You can stay at like a 
um, IC individual contributor level if you want to continue to do that work versus managing teams and managing like large other non-PM things, right? Other people um, move to a different direction, which is, you know, they become junior PM, PM, senior PM, but instead of continuing to progress in that company, they want to get to like a startup founder or like a CEO of some sort, right? Um, so then they'll go off to like, you know, be a PM at a startup or start their own startup or just like be the CEO of whatnot. Um, there's a few folks who like are directors at like big tech companies who then go off to be like CEO at like some big other big company. Um, because a lot of like how you think about product is also how CEOs maybe think about product or like startup founders. Um, so I think there's a lot of like transferable skills. Um, so I think a lot of PMs embody those traits. So those are like, I would say the classic two routes if you want to continue to be a product leader. That's, that's awesome. That's a really cool explanation. Yeah. Like PMs basically from the, what little insight I've seen, you not only have to analyze the market, do user research, user testing, you have to also have and create analytical processes to analyze how the product or release of that feature is doing in the mid short, mid long-term to then iterate upon that product to then find the best next feature set that will then quote unquote align with the company's say OKRs objective and key results or increase the gross transaction volume or the GTV or the so NPS. And so like basically a PM has to think not just like me, I'm mainly, I'm trying to figure out what design actually means at scale for, for companies, but let's bookmark that. Um, but like as a PM, you have to kind of understand product at a dev level, product at a design level, product at a research level, product at a user market research level, product at a company growth level and strategy level and align with stakeholders and also be that direct point of contact for high-level staff or stakeholders of different marketing uh, or different uh, departments to then create more stuff. That's an unbelievable. I, I don't know. PMs, honestly, I don't know how you literally survive. I don't know how you do it. I mean, honestly, I feel like that's why I say, like, if you want to be a PM, really understand the job and what you're signing up for, because it's not that easy and not everyone likes to do it and not everyone's successful at it. Um, one other thing I would say on that vein is, when if you are interviewing for like a more junior like no product experience type of pm um or little like i define little as like less than two years of product experience um which is basically like you don't have to be the best product thinker there is right like companies are not hiring you because they think you're the best pm they've ever met right like of course it's a plus if you are but likely you won't be if you don't have product experience right but i think what a lot of companies when they look for like ipm or api apm type roles is they look for like a few things, right? Like number one is they look for a lot of grit and resilience. I think that like goes a long way. I mean, for every, any job, any role, but I think especially for PMs, because like there's so much like responsibility weight on your shoulders. And like in every medium in, I always have to like figure out what the next steps are, who, what the decision is, all that stuff. Like you're just on your toes all the time. So you have to have like grit and resilience. And I will say like, I failed more on in my six months at in the role than like, all the years I was a not like a consultant before, right? Like, like feeling is like all the time and you have to like be really comfortable with it. Um, and you're like, to that end, like you have to be really resilient. Um, the second piece is like, you have to have like really good communication skills because like, I would say like, this might be more of a big tech PM versus like starter PM, but 
regardless, I think like PMs, they're known to be able to influence others, like help drive vision strategy. So like if you can communicate well verbally and written, uh, what's what's the written? Wow, this this is clearly I'm good at yeah. communication, not good mm-hmm. at words here. Um, but like if you're not good verbally and like written-y, um, then it can be a struggle. <laughs> wow, this this is ironic. Um, but you know what I mean. Idea goes still there. Oh, God. But, um, <laughs> what's so hard? But Words what I'll in. say is um like communication is part of the job and it is a really key aspect of the job because if you're not able to communicate and like influence people without authority what I mean by that is like typically PMs don't have people who report under them but they have a team of like designers engineers xyz that they need to convince because they manage their work right um so there's a lot of communication within your team to leadership to partner teams to xyz everyone who needs to know anything um and a lot of times like the PM is this single point of contact um, so yeah, so I would say like, if people are like prepping for P- PM interviews and are like, oh my God, this is so hard, like really tough. I would say like also try to figure out if there's other aspects that can help you be a good PM that you can like, uh, like get, I don't know what's what, what, like leverage more or just like improve. Um, because I think it goes a long way. Cool. Thanks, Alicia. Uh, I'm going to do a, a, uh, a hard topic change because we have eight minutes left and we have a hard stop. Uh, so Lisha, I'm just curious about um, on the topic of, of traveling, on the topic of dreams and ambitions. Um, yeah, what what are you interested in? Uh, like what what kind of lifestyle are you are you into like one year, two year, five years out? Um, and yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, thanks for asking. That's always just like a very heartwarming topic. Um, I'll preface that with, as I was thinking about my answer, I was like, oh my God, like I'm so lucky to have the opportunity to like think about what kind of life and like what kind of lifestyle I want. Um, like this is such a privilege that I don't think like a lot of people our age or people around the world really get. So like, started with that I know that super privilege and that like things could change all the time um I would say like there's a few things the first is like having freedom whatever like in the sense that the freedom to be able to do things I like be places I want to be um and the ability to like stand up against things I don't think um like all right um I think that's like really important to me either like the way I'm treated the way friends are treated the way my community is treated xyz I think like that is really important to me to have like that level of freedom um and the freedom to like choose like jobs I want to work at companies I want to work for things I want to do like I want to have that opportunity versus like yeah and I think like an answer to that is like having financial freedom where like you know like you have enough money so you don't work for money and you work for other things and then you can make choices um the second part is being able to feel just like calm and really fulfilled in life. Um, and what that means to me is that like, I have a good sense of who I am, what I want to get out of my life. And like, let's say like I die and I'm like, yeah, like I didn't do everything I wanted to, I probably won't, but the things I did, like that was worth it. Right. And I feel like our lives in the grand scheme of things are so short um, that we can't really take life so seriously. So those are two like overarching feelings I want to have in life. Um, I realize those are not like maybe actual answers and what I want. Um, but in terms of like actual answers too, 
I want to be able to like as cliche as it sounds like see a lot of the world and like experience different cultures and different like um just like broader than what I know because like all I know is like the western way of living right like I grew up in Canada I now live in the U.S. I don't know anything different right and when I hear like my parents stories of how they grew up in China and like other friends and how they grew up it's like mind-boggling that that for them that is status quo the same as like living in America is for us right and um I want to like learn about other people and how they think about the world because I think like how I think about the world as like a one-sided point of view is probably not the best version of like my mind <laughs> so I want to like do that um another thing I want to get out of life is like constant learning um one thing that that I'm just like interested in is like everything in the sense is like like how does like I don't know like how does for example like how did this aluminum can get made and, and like what are the different colors and like what is the name of this color and like why does raspberry taste like that like those are so like random questions but like I want to know those answers and I want to know like why dogs like learn tricks fast and cats don't and I want to learn like why people make decisions and some people like don't care about others and some people care about others and I want to learn like like so many things I just like want to be able to have the opinion um or like I just want to be able to like learn um because I think I feel like yeah, anyway, so I'll stop at that. And then I think another thing is um, oh, dreams and ambitions. Um, I also want to be able to, I think like one thing I care really strongly about, which I mentioned in the beginning, um, but also like I haven't really explored this quite yet, is like the ability to make an impact in mental health. I think about this as like not mental health for people like us three maybe, because I feel like we're all privileged in the sense that like we could seek help if you want to there's a lot of resources online but more so for like people who are younger so like I, I think under 18 maybe who are like just like learning about themselves don't really understand what mental health is maybe grew up in stigma um like the parents don't understand what it is they maybe live in a community where they can't afford it I feel like that's so important and like I hear so many stories of people and like they just like you know it's like it kind of it's something they deal with for the rest of their life. And it's something that like, it's really tough and it can like really change course of their lives as well. Um, I, I know like maybe almost at a time, but that's just something that like, I want to do over other things that I care about too. Wow. No, no, like first female president. <laughs> Stop. You heard it here first. <laughs> you got my vote. <laughs> Uh, and one quick question is just in general are there any <clears throat> books and or nonprofits and or organizations that you'd like to highlight um ooh so many but uh how do I, how, where do I start I feel like a good place to like just for people to read up about are uh, I feel like there's a, there's a there's a lot of like good self-help books I think if people are just like interested in learning about the space like I think like Grit by Angela Duckworth is really good and like all the things I relate under like Amazon recommends like all those books probably are good um there's a few others but I think like those touch on the surface of people who like maybe don't know um or like want to be more self-aware um I think like non wise hmm 
nothing really comes to mind. So I feel like a horrible citizen for saying this, but maybe John. Alicia nonprofit, the donate now. Oh God. Um, I don't know, but. If anyone listening wants to shout out a nonprofit, put it in the comments below. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of good nonprofits. Um, I feel like John, you had, um, what's the name of that website? Oh, um, the the movement called um, effective, effective altruism, uh, and the website was called, um, what is it called? Giving, giving. I don't know. We will put I, it I, in I the comments it, below. Like, <laughs> altruism. This can help, but I think that's helpful. What I also recommend is like for people who are listening and who are like, I always want to learn and how do I give back is like, there's a lot of like local um, like community centers and like organizations that um, are really impactful for the communities. Like when I lived in Houston, I volunteered at this um, like local community center called like the Montrose Center. Shout out to those in Houston who know. It's basically a center for like LGBT youth who um, don't have anywhere else to go and like a place for like group and like therapy and like support. Um, I managed the like snacks and barista area. So I was able to like help with that and also like help with other things around there. But like, those are ways that you can like educate yourself about it and also give back um, or even donate to whatever works. I love that. Yeah, that would be really cool, John, for us to maybe one day try to reach out to like someone uh, from a call, like a nonprofit of some sort and see if anybody would like to talk randomly oh, or on here. Yeah, I think that would actually be really cool. Like, I think we can probably get in touch with many, like many hopes, because oh. we went to their ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that would be awesome. Like, we, I, we probably, we probably can honestly. But you just, you just inception something into my mind. <laughs> um, cool. That being said, we should close because Lisha has a, a, uh, a thing. Oh, the hard uh, stop is my hard stop. It's not. It's a light stop. It's oh, it's a medium. Yeah. Stop? yeah. Okay. Well. Um, in that, in that case, I'm curious if, if you have any words of wisdom for our 10 to 20 listeners. Hmm. I think words of wisdom is that like, wow, this is going to sound so depressing, but I'm going to say it anyways, is that like life is hard, <laughs> that there's going to be so many challenges, like no matter what, but that's a part of life. Um, and I feel like no matter what struggle that like people are facing, whether it's like personal um, at work or like with family or whatever, like things get better, you know, like time heals a lot. And so does like, you know, just we grow and we get stronger and more mature and like, we just get better handling like these things. So I encourage everyone to just do all those like thoughts and also like meditation is great, um, says me who hasn't meditated in a while, but <laughs> got a lot of, um, when I did um and yeah that's it and a pop-up question what is a book that has really influenced you Hmm. one book one book um I really liked hmm that's a tough one I'll go back to like early stages of reading I really liked Handmaid's Tale I read this like in like high school and it was interesting to me because it was like you know I think like a lot of dystopian novels is um it had me realize that like that world 
seemed fine for the people who lived there, but like to us, it's dystopia. Um, and I personally just like feel very moved by those kind of novels um, because it helps us realize or like that like our world doesn't mean it's perfect. And like, it also helps us understand like how we can work towards making it better, but also that like no world is perfect. Oh, dark. I'm going to end it at that. <laughs> that was the perfect conclusion and segue into you heard it here first. And we're going to sadly have to come to another end of another episode of the Moon Tea podcast where we had the incredible Alicia grace us with her presence and teach us a lot about so many things, honestly. Thank you, Alicia, for coming on. Yeah, mm. thanks for having me. And so, yeah, this is, again, to everybody listening, uh, this is the Moon Tea Podcast, where we talk about craft, community, and building meaningful careers, and anything else. If you ever have anyone or anything that you'd be interested in discussing or wanting to hop on, if you're listening, please like recommend away and shoot us a line at moonteapodcast at gmail.com or, I don't know, just reach us somehow. Anyways, take it easy and until next time. Peace.